Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, what's up, everybody? My name is James D. Fury, and this is Blackballed. Um, something a little bit different. I think this is my first Sunday podcast, and it has nothing to do with Jesus because he probably didn't exist. And um, I wanted to, it's hard booking guests on the weekend. Um, but the thing is, is that um, I have a certain circle of friends that I've had, I think, I guess like some of them like 15 years. And um, it began. Um, we were all artists, uh, rappers and DJs, and um, we, you know, we were looking for places to, I guess, share music and, and sort of like talk to other people in the industry. And this website popped up and I was living in Toronto and it was actually a, a Vancouver based website called rapspace.tv. Obviously, like MySpace was, I guess, just, you know, leaving the sphere of popularity. So they, they went that route when, with the naming of the site. But a, a neat thing kind of happened where um, a lot of artists um, went to the site and started posting music and then we started building a community. You know, it was like a, the way a social media platform was supposed to be. You know, like you, you have common interests, um, communities are built, regular communications are happening and off you go. And, um, and we put a ton of content on that site. So Rapspace was this thing where like you would record directly onto the site. So basically what you would do at least at the beginning is like spit your verse live one take with a beat in the background and and upload it a couple of us a bunch of us got wise to the game after that and just started uploading audio tracks um but you know hip-hop kind of like hip-hop's main ingredient i had ernie panicoli on uh the podcast a couple weeks ago and he's widely recognized as being hip-hop's uh most prestigious photographer and he was saying something that I'm sure he was he's been saying for a half century which is that hip hop is like is like a unifying culture. It's 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 cross cultural. It certainly is black culture but it's so inviting that if you like you know I, I grew up in the 90s I think the guest that I'm about to introduce uh grew up in the 80s and 90s as well. You know the one thing that you could count on is that if there was a hip hop event there would be it would it was like a United Nations event at least where I lived. And that unifying force in hip hop is, I guess, what we're kind of talking about today. So, um, with that, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show two artists that I met on Rap Space. I still consider them friends. We've never met in the flesh. Um, and here they are. Uh, first, we got Al Boog, call him Boog, and we got DJ Breed, Neil Breed. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? What's up? What's up? You're all good. Yeah, mean? man, we're good. So, Neil, you come uh, at us from where are you in the UK? Where, like, outside of London? Just, like, where, just where outside of London, yeah, the outskirts, Watford. Watford, okay. two and minutes you, from the you in... NATO base, <laughs> NATO base in uh, Norfolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to I went to the to London the first time. First time I ever went to Europe, actually, a few years ago. I really liked it. I, I was there on a, like a press trip, and uh, for the first three nights, they put me up in some place in Westminster, and I was like, do I do I touch the soap? Am I am I allowed to touch the soap? Like I didn't know because it was so fancy. And then for the the last four days, they stuck me in this awesome flat in East London, and it was amazing. Like the food there is, I never like associated you Brits with good food. No offense. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. It's all seafood yeah. in Canada, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, Bug, you're in uh, Atlanta, is that right? No, I'm so far. No, from Atlanta. yeah, I'm at the bottom oh. of Georgia. 
Can't oh, but, small I got the state right. Okay, come on. Yeah. yeah. Can you turn up your mic a bit? I know how. So, I'm I, I I was looking over emails from our rap space days just to see when it all started, and it feels like early 2007, maybe late 2006, something like that. And then I looked at the calendar, and I'm like. I've known you motherfuckers for a third of my life. That can't be right. It's weird. <laughs> it I've right been all. all sorts since. You know? Yeah. It's been a good minute, man. Yeah, yeah it really you has. You can hear me now? Book, uh, book, I w- yeah, I can hear you now. Book, I want you to tell us about... Um, so we're going to go around the horn here because um, I have a story of when um, I first heard hip-hop. Obviously, the perspectives are going to be totally different, but I think that's what's interesting about it. So, Book, right. can you give us a sense of where you were brought up when you started, like... Um, you know, when you started rhyming and, and what it was like, what, what childhood and, and through your formative years, what that was like for you? Okay, I was born in Hartford, Connecticut. You know, that's where I was born and raised at. That's where I got my hip hop from when I was uh, uh, living off of Blue Hills. This is probably 82, 83, somewhere around there. And probably the first introduction I had to hip hop, you know, we all listen to the radio, we hear the music and everything. So at some point, you know, in school, you know, people rhyming and all that. I started rhyming too. But before that, I actually started DJing. You know, my brother bought me a box, uh, playing music on that, um, progressed to, you know, everything else. So were you like doing events when you were in high school still? Like, were you DJing and rapping? Like, what, how did that pin up? Yeah, mostly, you know, rapping, you could do, you know, at school, hanging out. We didn't have, you know, places that you could really go do it at that time, at the very beginning. You know, it was none of that, more DJing than anything else. And I was DJing, you know, I DJed my a class party, you know, back in 86, hmm. 86 DJed class party. And Dude, Hartford I, was rough back then, wasn't it? I remember reading that it was the gang capital of the United States per capita. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, That's most crazy. definitely. It's, it's plenty, it's plenty of them there. Just when I yeah. tell you that, yeah, you know, the city section is is cut up into sections with those gangs in those areas, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. not to navigate through. That's it. But uh, what about you, yeah. Neil? Um, tell, tell me about uh, tell me about because you're from the UK, so like. Obviously, most of the hip hop in the UK is a bastardized version of the original. Am I right? It's <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It, it in it got to a certain point where we started. At first, they was imitating the Americans, and then all of a sudden, people started talking in their own uh, like Cockney slang words that we used that the Americans didn't. And all of a sudden, we had a really, really big, strong scene where everyone was talking about areas that we knew, rather than New York, Harlem, blah blah blah. It was English streets, mm-hmm. English roads. And that really, that really got going in in the mid mid late nineties um, into two thousand. It was really cool to be a part of just a fan of that scene because it was it was everyone talking say areas you knew uh, uh, and words that you used rather than you know copying the American you know word. Yeah, we got a lot of that um, in Toronto that we were all copying New York MCs, and the mm. reason why we got a lot of that in Toronto is because in Toronto we were copying the new york mcs like mm. <laughs> we, yeah, that was that was, that was our that was our yeah. staple that was we, dude in, <laughs> in canada we, we, in canada back in like when did i start the first song i ever heard let's start there because i just want i wanted to tell this story and i wanted to hear what you guys like um mm. had in common and didn't have in common so i'm this kid i'm like 11 
growing up in the like suburbs of Toronto, like 30 minutes outside of the city. And one day, <clears throat> my grandfather died on my birthday when I turned 11. And that day, it was 1987, um, was the day I, I heard my very first hip hop song. Um, it might've been the 1986, but the first hip hop song I ever heard was Lottie Dottie. Um, and, which is the most hip hop song ever in a way, cause it's beatboxing and you know, and that was when Slick Rick was still known as MC Ricky D, which is mm. the greatest name change in the history of hip hop. Cause yeah, right, right. Uh, wasn't he for me but, anyway? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm listening, I'm listening to this and I'm just like, I like, I swear to, this is how ignorant I was, but also how innocent. I thought I like discovered plutonium. I was like, does anyone else know about this shit? Like what's, what's happening here? So I just sought it out. And I realized when you sought out hip hop in 1987 in, in Canada, you didn't come up with much. Like you, you got like the, you got Def Jam a little bit, but if you wanted any music, we would have to send away for it to New York. We'd have to send away for cassettes and, and vinyl. And then like wait two weeks, like a bunch of schmoes waiting for it to come back and then being like, yes, I got do it to the crowd by audio too, for some reason, like you're just all happy. <laughs> and, um, and, and that was the, that was my intro. Um, and it, it's funny. Cause like I full, I, listen, I, there's, there's no, um, there's nothing that I won't admit if I have done it. And if it was a mistake and it was stupid, I was definitely one of those white kids who had a sort of, who spent a year confused about my identity you know what i mean like i didn't think i was black but i dressed it i spoke it you know like i i, I was rhyming and yeah. i even yeah. i'm half joking about this but i even felt like i was kind of a little oppressed as a white rapper post <laughs> vanilla ice pre eminem it was not a good time for us Right. Nah, we weren't, nah, there weren't you know many around, but <laughs> oh my god, dude! So many times I get like we we go to house parties in Scarborough, and Scarborough's like the the little rough suburb or whatever in Toronto, and we would go to these house parties, and so I'd be there with like black and white friends or whatever, and so th they would be in the know that I could spit. Sometimes you would go and you would just destroy somebody, and the people like half the party was just like. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't care because the Poindexter did something good and they were like, get the fuck out of your white boy. And that happened a lot. And it just made me hungrier, right? Like it just made me more, you know. And um, but what grew out of that was like a, this profound respect for this culture. Um, and book, it comes from where you live. And, and you grew up, um, if, if you grew up in the 80s and 90s DJing, like that was when everything kind of came into fruition in, in that scene. So like... I, yeah. Um, so you were probably all into the East Coast stuff, right? Growing up. Indeed. That's all we had right there. At that time, that's all we had. You know what I'm saying? All all New York City. You know what I mean? So we we mimic what they did. You know, yeah. we rhymed like they rhymed, you know, all that all that during that time, we sounded like them. You know what I'm saying? pretty much. Yeah, there was a there was an unfortunate little gap there where a bunch of people copied Houdini and it was like, No, don't don't do that. But, you know. But one of the most um, compelling artists, Neil, I thought on uh, Rap Space, uh, and I reached out to him to see if he wanted to join, but um, I'm not sure if he does Facebook or whatever, but is uh, is Zeus and the man mm. of a million names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illmystic, Zeus, so Zane, Zane, as I know him. Yeah, I, I still, I'm still in contact with him. We, yeah. we send each other tunes and stuff on, on WhatsApp and stuff. And yeah, he still, he, he makes beats a lot more than rapping now, but yeah. still he's he's such a talented MC and beatsmith, mm. to be honest. I think 
he makes he better just beats so than wrong. I do. <laughs> and he's just, yeah, yeah I, I tell him, I like you, you know, I wish he was out there more, but it's just, right, I just yeah. I, you know, I just like doing my own thing, you know, just do it for the love well, of it. Which well, keeps that's it pure. another thing. That's another, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that Dude, he would, he was. He was killer. Like, he, mm. to be perfectly honest, I don't like ranking, you know? Like, mm. I, I would say that all of the guys that we, like, you know, the Lenkus and and yourselves and Zeus and there's people I'm forgetting, um, you know, but there were a lot of, uh, we all kind of had the same backstory in, a, in, in one sense, which is that we were already kind of a bunch of old fuckers trying to, like, <laughs> trying to make music. And you know what I discovered? Because I'm a better rapper today than I was back then easily mm -hmm. this pandemic has created this olympian schedule for me when it comes to writing and practicing i've been doing solid like two hours a day for two years and i'm just i, I you know i it used to be that rappers were like athletes once they get to like their late 30s that was it they were done but i think they just mm. stopped writing is it you know just lost like, something yeah you great. haven't lost a step you haven't you're the, you're the you're at least as as good as you as you were in your prime so you're still in your prime as far as i'm concerned like is that all it is is it just that like you keep flexing the muscle and you'll keep being good or or is age really a thing for most people age don't matter mm -hmm. cast i know that's everybody i know that spit from back in the day still spit right now that's right <laughs> that's right it's and, and it's right. so freeing it's so freeing because the when i was spitting in my 20s I remember making tracks and even if I didn't realize I was doing it, what I was doing subconsciously is trying to figure out if the labels that I would throw my shit at would like it. <laughs> is it three minutes or three minutes and 30 seconds? Cause you know, James, those advertisements have to get in there when they get played on the radio. Like, and it just disturbs your creative process so much. Now I'm just like, I'm going to make, I, I'm making a midlife mixtape and it's just for my kids. Mm. <laughs> so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So now that I don't give a fuck, the best music i've ever done it really is like yeah. so are you still learning as you go neil like are you still picking up different tricks and stuff yeah yeah i'll, I'll, I'll go to make a beat a certain way and then i'll think i'll do it a different way and then, I, why wasn't i doing that before and then I'm, I'm constantly like putting a loop together a different way like different bits in the program and and chopping it or playing it as that and yeah still learning still learning every time every time i do it i learn something new a new way of right. arranging it and are you writing uh, still, yeah. Bug, as well? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I'm still trying to get some stuff together. I try to put out something every year. If you haven't noticed that, I always put out something every year. I'm slacking right now. I'm behind. Like, <laughs> always Bug, always, always we... waiting for Halloween, your Halloween tune. That's oh, yeah, killer, for man. sure. Not no Bug yeah. Street. I still, I still love that tune, man. That was wicked. Well, listen, I, 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 as a, I, yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a person who's uh, not a spring chicken, um, mm. Book, I have to tell you something, okay? Because this mm. is what I've applied to my own branding. You got to own the age. You can't. You yeah, can't man. pretend that no mm. one sees the age because they. Yeah. You got. You got see some me? salt and pepper going on, right? It's the Grizzly Adams right here. You know what? We just Grizzly did it. Change your name to Salt and Pepper. Boom. Done. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're gonna be great. That old dude. But, that rock. Yes, like that. But, and when we were growing up, there was like old dudes can't make it in hip hop. You got to be like 34 and younger and all that. And I, I don't know. I feel like our generation is big enough where we can warrant the market saying, you know what? I think it's time for a 45 year old white rapper from the forest in Ontario, Canada to get his. <laughs> right. all, all of us forest rappers are just hungry, you know? Hey, door is open, um, man. Yeah, man. Um, so 
listen, like, um, when I when I wanted to put this show together, it was just kind of on a whim. But um, I, what kind of do you guys even have any singular memory? Neil, do you have any sing- singular memories of rap space of like any occurrences that happened? Because I got to tell you, for me, it's all a blur. Um, <laughs> I, I do remember quite a bit. Um, I remember one. What mate? Well, I always think about it makes me laugh. Was a, a guy come on there called Ali Man. And he started stirring up some stuff, and Al done his diss to him over an Anno B, and I can still hear it in my head. Um, that was one of my favourite. He tore him to bits. It was it was it was wicked. Um, just yeah, the whole the whole sort of collabo season where everyone started working together was really cool. Uh, the Anno, I'd call it the Anno period, where you you James started it using like Anno the Manny Beats, and then everyone started using Anno, and all of a sudden was an oh, yeah. era of like Anno Beats. Um, yeah, I'm, the- I made Lou J take down a track once. <laughs> really? <laughs> I really did. I'm like, I put up a track with like, um, it was like a, one of those Kanye speed up hooks. You know what I mean? Oh, no. It was one of those songs. Can I call <laughs> Ch- you or Chipmunk. something like that? And oh, no. um, I put it on on like a Thursday, and then on like Saturday morning, I noticed that he put up the exact same instrumental, yeah, and no. I like messaged him. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you might want to take yours down. I don't know. It's just a little bit, a little bit annoying. You know? <laughs> Like an uh, idiot, like a douchebag. Uh, you know, yeah. I was hard on that kid for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> He's Turned an easy target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, because good. um, the battles, mm-hmm. the battles were where I thought they were dope. Um, yeah, probably because yeah. I was involved in half of them. But like, you know, <laughs> I like the was one with jitters, yeah, wasn't it? Jitterbug. Jitterbug. Oh, jitters! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I remember that one. And White Mike, do you remember White, white Mike? Mike? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. It, it, it was it was a crazy. So just to give the audience an idea, so this social network, <laughs> Rap Space. So we'd go. You'd have your profile page, and then you'd have like the chat room. I guess it's called. It was called or something. And then you would post tracks, and people would like rank them or whatever, drop bombs and shit. And um. It got really competitive when people, you know, rappers, let's face it, some rappers, and they're usually white rappers from Texas for some reason, but like, <laughs> you know, they're really like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to go in guns, guns blazing to all these people that I don't know. And then like, they would do that. And then we would just be like, oh, something to chew on and spit out. Right. There we go. Exactly. And, yeah, and we would yeah. do that. I, I, there was something really like special about the, the, the customization of the rap space battle because we had, I don't know if you guys know what pause beats are. You probably do book. Yeah. Yeah. Pause mm-hmm. beats. So um, back in the That's day, I started I, yeah. <laughs> in order to like, like one in grade eight, I did a rap thing with my buddy and we needed a beat and we didn't have a beat. So mm-hmm. I went to microphone fiend on cassette and I um, recorded the first eight bars. Cause right. it was just the instrumental, then pause, rewind, play Whoa. record. After eight bars, pause, rewind, play, record for fucking four minutes or whatever. Right? It took forever. Um, and but that's what you had to do in order to get, catch the instrumental. At Rap Space, we had to like, it was the recording setup where we had to like play a beat like right where we were, and then mic yourself. The like, dude, I had a taped mic to my desk, and I had it situated. <laughs> This far away, not this far away, but this far away, because it was like, you know, you end up figuring out your rap space, like tuning. Um, I guess you didn't have that trouble, Breed, because you, you know, yeah. No, no, but I, yeah, yeah, it was all pre recorded and just just press play. But um, I did, uh, I had Big C, remember Big C? 
Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He lived next door to me. That's how I found rap space. We he okay. moved in one day, and I could hear rapping through the wall because we literally lived mm. our front doors were like this next door to each other. Uh, and we got talking, and I was like, oh, I've just started making beats. He's like, Well, I'm a rapper. I was like, Well, this is perfect. I've got someone next door to me. Okay. So every night we're, we're hanging out, we're making music, and 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 he would uh <laughs> he would get his headphones and turn them around, and he'd actually rap into the headphones because it had like, some sort of like a filter, you know, on the oh. actual. On the actual That's headphone weird. itself, you know? Yeah. That is odd. That is, that yeah, is so weird. Um, we were supposed to have a guy named Len Cuse on. I say a guy named Len Cuse for my audience because you guys obviously know who Len Cuse is. I'm yeah. going to play. Um, so there was a guy named, what was his name? Crazy Mad Deuce. Remember that fucking guy? Remember Crazy that guy? Nine Deuce. Crazy Nine, Crazy Nine Deuce. Deuce. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, Crazy yeah. Nine Deuce. Just another one of those guys. I don't even know if he was native or if he was a white guy. He was from Winnipeg, Canada. And he like... I don't even know how to explain it. He just came in and was just like, I'm better than everybody when he was clearly worse than everyone. Um, and he got he got summarily destroyed by Lenkius. And I'm going to play um, the lyrical burial here since we couldn't have Lenkius on. So um, we'll see on the two minute side or something. War time. Punk Hey yo, you the wackest motherfucker in the world if you ask me Talking all this gangsta shit when you softer than ass cheeks I try to be a nice guy and keep my comments to myself Never gotta check your fuck ass like everybody else Talking about what you gonna do, who you gonna shoot Show your face when you talking so we all see the bitch you All you doing is stunting, it ain't saying nothing Fucking with me young than there's consequences of repercussions You struggling when it comes to the beat Rather than me instead of fronting like I'm running the street You packing heat, little studio gangsta Thank you for keeping me hype All I see is this prankster ass Wait for to be in the life He ain't got the heart to be And probably be the first leading More of a crackhead and screening But you far from a keeping Keeping little subliminals to a minimum I'll finish you, ending you For fucking with a juice town general Your flow is malnourished And these vitamins and minerals Real hip hoppers can never ever be a friend of you Busting the gap, you don't have the something you pretend to do Catch some of this real fire shit that I'm sending you Little bitch, the shit you kick is nothing but landfill A lonely tune it's about to get hit with this anvil I catch you putting rap before and you can't steal It could be a hundred years from now You won't have a chance still Man it out man cause he nice and you can't spit Riding quick money job Won't you get off that man dick Pump pitiful pathetic pussy boy you worthless They type to go to prison dropping the soap on purpose Give me a break for rap sakes you can't be serious You must be on your period talking all that silly shit Yapping about all the pussy you get when you really bitch I know little niggas that can show you how gangsters really get you DJ, you back at that shit. Who you ever jacked? The only thing you jack is you. Use an amateur, I'll damage you on the off of camera. Nobody scared of you. I'm about to lyrically bury you. Yo, now what you gonna do besides call the truth? Play crazy and catch the sound while you taking the boots. I ain't wanna do it to you, but your ass got you. I had to put your bitch ass in the lyrical burial. Yo, now what you It's my favorite bar. <laughs> the entire thing. There was yeah, so much talent on that site. There was so sure, much talent. Man. Like, I mean, there, I mean, when I say so much talent, there was like eight people that were like fucking dope. Like where, you know, where there could it, just a little adjustment in the life path. And you never know what would have happened to, to right, a bunch right. of people that were on that site. Yeah. Um, and Bug, you got um, the, uh, the music video from Rap Space. Um, right. I remember at the time, I didn't tell you this, but I was like, what the fuck, man? What, what, what's the... 
What's odd man got to do to get a fucking video? <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, and so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play that, and then on the on the back end, we're just gonna um. I I want to talk about a couple other things. Um, look, I knew that the Raspberry's conversation wouldn't be hours and hours, but um, I'm glad you guys are here. Um, and uh, yeah, right. and let's let, let's let's kind of personalize it a little bit on the uh, on the back end here. So hold on one second. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Yo. You know I love you, baby. I love you. You know I love you, baby. I love you. You know I love you, baby. I love you. In the center of my town, there's no justice, no peace. I'm the type of good that meal for my peeps. Kids find it rough to walk the streets. Some packer he can't aim, shooting is in the feet. I see the weak and the problems of the world today. Getting fearless, toting gas and getting careless. Worn on these corners, territory, fame and glory. Over $5 bullets fly to scene gory. Chicken heads dangerous with the straight razor. Jumping gym with their friends, getting tapped like a taser. Moving along, heard loud from the crowd, bullhorn. Jake Senior drop it, his eyes torn. On the vengeance, this by your openness, no respect for the law. Like Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon with the claw. I got you all screaming, what's up? Hanging out with the rest of his game Hopping the plane, cutting cane, taking two to the brain 
Yeah, and that's a dope, and that's a dope video too because that was a shoestring budget too, right? Like that was not like an expensive video. I think not it was at free. all. Not at all. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely free on my end, you know. They, yeah, yeah, that's right. They used, to, they used to hit me up all the time, so that's that's what they hit me up with. They say, "Hey, you want to do a video for this song?" I'm like, "This yeah, song." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they would dude, do, like he always. He would do the oddest picks. MMG would do the oddest picks. Same thing he did for XXL. He picked a song where I was just totally not even, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't tight for me, but that's the one he took to them. But you know, oh, he, he put he picked the beat. He picked no, no. He picked the song that he wanted to put on the video. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Yeah, when they came to me. That's they picked the song. Farrah Burns. Yeah. I just thought of the name now. I wasn't even thinking about her. And just right this second, I was like, "What about the female MC? Oh, Latin Dime." Yeah. yeah. yeah you know? But Farrah Burns was like. Kind of hot. She was, she was like tall, industry curvy. ready. Yeah, it's like okay. Can you sing? I don't care. Just give her a deal. Give her a record deal. Good. Yeah. There, there was, was good plan. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Yeah. yeah, she was dope. She was like, you know, she wasn't Lauren Hill dope, but she was like, you know, with the right producer or management or something like that she could have been something i don't know it's, it's funny because like i catch myself talking like that sometimes as if i fucking know anything about making it in the music business i really don't like this you know i know a lot of guys <clears throat> book i'd put you in this category where it's like he's better than a lot of the rappers that did make it so a lot of the times yeah, I'm like, i agree with that. you because you can tell that I you agree. were raised by big daddy kane you know yeah for sure for sure I did yeah all rock and, and unfortunately there's a lot of rappers nowadays that were Raised by Lil Wayne. I don't know. You might like Lil Wayne, but I think he sucks. But, um, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> these, these are the debates I used to love to have. Lil Wayne sucks. Prove me wrong. And then they gave me Carter three, and I was like, okay, it's it's okay. It's not that bad. He, he's that three. generational rapper for that time. He he, he did his thing. Sometimes I just didn't think his wordplay. Like people would be like, "What?" and it would be like, "I'm in your head like brain cells." And it's like, I don't know, why is that? So good? You know, like, know and it kind of got progressively that. worse after that, didn't it? After Little Wayne was out there now, Little Nas X and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> little Big Little. I don't know. Oh man, <laughs> do you guys listen to any new <laughs> shit? No. Yeah, I listen. To it. Yeah, I listen to it. No, I listen to it. You don't, you know, Daniel. You your, your backpack is on a little tight um, still, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm stuck in the the 90s and early 2000s. To be honest, yeah, I think yeah, I, I, I get I get it. I get it. That generation, like everyone right. has a generation, and I like that generation and the kids. Yeah, like that sometimes generation. the generation, their special needs, and we just have to accept that. You know? <laughs> That's just the way it is. No, the mumble thing. I was like, it, <laughs> the, the mumble rapping thing. Okay, usually I can put myself in a mindset where I'm like, okay, maybe you don't like this. But I can see why these people over here might like this. You can find the talent that you don't necessarily enjoy, but you can find the talent. I, I got to tell you, I, I have no fucking idea. I, I'm mumble rapper. It feels like a producer, like a, like Sam Cowell or what, the guy from Idol there. Like he decided to like on a gentleman's bet for a dollar, say that he can invent a whole new genre of music and people will fucking buy it. And that's what he came up with as a joke. Because I don't get it. I, I don't understand I'm not that old. I, I can understand the trends in other things, but not this. My backpack's on really tight too. I got back problems, you know. Like it's, <laughs> hey, I put it like this: the music can make you listen. 
then you try to figure out what you like and what you don't like. That's the best way. Yeah, I can do it. you should have been a politician. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, hey, I try to keep it. You know, I ain't trying to keep it politically correct because if I don't like, it, I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the problem with mumble rap is that it's not really subjective, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> It's, right. it's just bad music. Every time, <laughs> I can't even copy it. It's so bad. Uh, <laughs> if you try it. <laughs> it's a hit, it's a hit, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you know, I got I got every stage of kid in here, so you know, I listen to I got I'm gonna hear some. <laughs> that's true. You got like that's an advantage for you. That's like you you got your ear to the grindstone because of that. Mm-hmm. Like all these gen- different like how what are the what are the age gaps between your youngest and your oldest? I don't know why you asked me that. <laughs> because but, uh, I, I'll tell you why. Because I have an Italian last name, and often answer younger than their nieces. So right, but <laughs> yeah. So in my case, I ain't gonna get them all right. But they all they both four year parts and sets. So you got a 33, 30, 34, 31, 18, 22. Sorry, you say sets. Yeah. Can you girl elaborate boy, on sets? Boy. Oh, okay. I thought you meant girl the two boy, moms four years had apart. identical families. Oh hell! <laughs> How is the queen? She's good. She's good. She's walking around yeah. here now. Just gave me something to drink. There you go. Right Does there. she want to say hi or? She gone out of the room now. Okay. 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 Yeah. That probably would have caused problems later somehow. It would have been my fault. You guys would have got divorced. <laughs> it would have been this whole thing. She appreciates you ask about it. Though, I'm pretty sure. Oh, good. Good. Um, she come back in. I let her know. Do you listen to like uh, Killer Mike? And stuff like that because you're from you're you live there now or does it not influence um, you like that? It don't influence me like that, but I, you know I listen to Killer Mike. You know what I'm saying? So. I like listening to like listen. I think he's a good rapper and everything. Yeah, I'd rather listen to him talk in an interview than rap for some reason. Right, he's, right, right. You know, like he's just right. he's just one of those really talented guys that like I don't know, just really we need more guys like that, like that are musicians right. that are intelligent and political. Like we don't have any. Right. Like I listen to him more on the same accord, you know what I'm saying? I listen to him the same way. More that than music, I listen to his interviews. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with you guys, family-wise now? Neil, what's going on? Like, I, I know that, listen, when you started Rap Space, you had no kids, and now you right. have, what, seven? <laughs> what, how many do you have now? <laughs> oh, God, three. 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 Yeah. Yeah. We're going to change your name to DJ Bay because you had so many DJ kids. Babies. <laughs> yeah, that, it was... Yeah, it was at that time when I had her that I was still, yeah, on the site, right. and, yeah, backwards and forwards, and then you have them, and music goes out the window a little bit. <laughs> time goes out the window anyway. Yeah, at what point did you realize that she was going to end your interest in music? <laughs> About two. I think I made it through the first year. I yeah. had a video of her in a baby seat, and I'm scratching away, and it's really loud, and you can see the baby just sort of staring at you like, eh. and then, yeah, this they, isn't they, helping. they well moved on. Well, the 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 decks yeah. are in the loft. So I've got three bedrooms underneath me, full of, well, full, but with children in. So after eight o'clock, that's it. The music, you can't play music loud because they're all in bed asleep. So, so goes, everyone so I know has music. the same, ex- everyone I know that's in the creative, in a creative industry or has a creative hobby, they all have the same story when it comes to their wives. They mm-hmm. used to go to them to be like, do you like this? And now they never do. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, it's a running joke on my podcast and then they, podcast that i do uh with uh with dean blundell is is i make uh jokes about my marriage and the only reason i do that is because i'm in a terribly unhappy marriage right so it's just one of those (laughs) i'm just kidding you know you're so serious (laughs) if i laugh she'll know i wouldn't say that that. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, it's fine. She never listens no, to the comment. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, uh, I, I couldn't find anything with, with, uh, look, I looked last second for all of these clips and stuff. So, um, yeah. the only one I was able to find, and you know why I found it, uh, Neil, because I, I started to search DJ breed and I guess I had searched like a thousand years ago, DJ breed odd man. And I was mm. like, Oh, let's see what that one does. So that one brought us this and I don't want to play this, but I'm just going to do it. Um, because I am a far better rapper than the guy rapping in this video. Uh... <laughs> check it. I said, check it. I was born in 76, year of the dragon, month of July. Cancerian surprise, nefarious with pride. I hide from the devil, he hides in my skin and my pockets like weathers. Rocket up to heaven, pay my respects. Biggie's on the mic, Jam Master's on the decks. Pac stands up, sets the cipher with ease, passes the mic to that one easy E. Big L transitions, versatile ghost MCs make you smitten ever since it was written. Headstones, markers, skies getting darker. Look at me, I am alive like Chris Parker. Yeah, his skin's darker, but this is hip hop. Our enemies are politicians, false gods, and cops. Act hard front, I know you can't help it. You want props, stunts, fat chains, and blunts. Nice rides, trunks with a big booming system. Victim of drive-bys who don't trust the system. Systematic lynchings, chain-linked existence. Pain makes it fitting with bad rhymes and rhythms. Artist outlet for the life he is living. When you're honest with yourself, it's basic. You take it, you don't compromise your soul when you make it and try to formulate a pop song that's basic. Cause this is hip hop. Cause this is hip hop. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, no cadence, you know, there was no depth to the voice, right? It was just like, I'm like sitting there like, when is this going to fucking end? <laughs> and then I'm like, what did I say at the end? Um, uh, and try to formulate a pop song that's based. I was so anti-commercial for like right, right. ever. And I'm, and I'm not anymore. Like, I don't care right. anymore. Like, you know, but I when I went, when, when, um, when hip hop, like I have a song called uh, "Hip Hop Goes," I don't know if you guys e ever even heard that, but the uh, the chorus is as far as hip hop go. I woke up in '86, I fell asleep in '96, and I haven't woken up since. That was like the hook, right? And I wrote it in like '99, just convinced that hip hop was over in 1999. <laughs> you know who bookended that for me? You know who I I started hating um, when it was like after nine. I thought 50 Cent was 50, awful. Yeah. I thought he was terrible when he first came out. And now when I hear like, I get money or something, I'm like, it's dope. And I don't know where the transition happened. I don't know if it's so bad now that I'm just like, I really like 50 now, like, cause I'm contrasting, but I hated him when he came out. I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about him, but. I like 50 when he came out. Yeah. 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 I no wasn't was the biggest fan, but I am now, yeah. I feel Depending like I was influenced. Yeah, like I feel like I was influenced by something like I, I don't know, man. I, I I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm kind of an asshole, <laughs> and and I it really came out when I was young because I was just like, oh, was that was that song featured on a movie soundtrack? Well, fuck, I don't want to listen to it then. I don't, I don't, that's selling out and da da da. Like, oh, it's so exhausting. Why didn't you guys just tell me to shut the fuck up back then more often? Seriously. <laughs> 
Too late now. So, uh, yeah, Neil, are you doing clubs or anything? Are you, or is it just like a home thing where your wife uh, looks just, at you and says, what, what are you doing? We got kids. Yeah, Why grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Always been a home thing, really. Always been yeah. at home. Yeah, just practice, 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 practice. And yeah, just, mm. yeah, just never really. Yeah, I see you got the goods. And... I see them records back there. I see them. I see yeah. the show. Yeah. Got quite a few. There's, there's, there's loads in there. There's, loads. there's a few crates as well. Yeah, yeah I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah, in- including the DJ, it looks pretty dusty in that room, Neil. It's a, it's a loft, yeah. It's a loft. It's not very good. It's cold. And think. what do you? You're a mechanic yeah. or something, aren't you? Tires, just tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you? Is this a, a dream that you've realized ever since you were a kid? You wanted to <laughs> yeah. be a tire Love guy. Tires, yeah. No, no. It was uh, my dad. My dad was a tire person before me. Nice to go. Oh in there. shit! A second generation help. tire second guy. Generation what? I've never tire, met but... one of you before. That's amazing. Yeah, we we're we we're a rare breed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That leads on to where I got into hip hop because one of the guys that worked with him got me into hip hop almost like on a like a hip hop apprenticeship. I was. Oh yeah, 10... the, yeah. Tell us about how your your whole intro to that to that and, stuff. Like yeah, probably around ten, and he started giving me tapes, mixed tapes, because he was really he was about twenty five at the time, probably around ninety one, and. The first one of the first things over picking boogers, this marquee. Oh, uh, fuck. It just, it just made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. Yeah. Exactly. It, 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 both, of our, both of our cherry breaking songs had beatboxers. That's uh, got to yeah. be a little bit rare. That, 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 yeah. that was how the love started. And then we went like Slick Rick and uh, Dougie Fresh, the show. And we'd, we'd take yeah. it in turns to the little part. So I'd be Slick yeah. Rick and he'd be Dougie Fresh and oh, run the MC. You know, you swap him. Like back then, I was <laughs> rapping as a kid and then loved the hip hop. Kept on and on and on, and then I heard Funkmaster Flex cutting up Peter Piper Pick Peppers, and just scratching the life out of it. Probably around the same time I saw Juice, you know the film Juice mm-hmm. with Omar Epps, right, and right. that scene where he's in the room, it's and he's in the club scratching. I was just like that. They said that light bulb moment. That is what I want to do. Wasn't that a Naughty by Nature instrumental at that point? Could well have been. Could well have been. I can't. Yeah, that piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that. And that was another thing with the whole identity crisis thing. I don't want to. I don't. I, I can't overstate this because I was in Miami. I think I was 13, and um, I bought an. So fucking embarrassing. I bought an Africa medallion. <laughs> oh, no. But the reason why I bought it. Hold on. The reason I didn't buy it, and I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't like that. But like, um, the lady that sold it to me, she probably was just hustling me because. Oh, look, a white tourist from Canada. Let's get him like, to buy this thing. But she told me it was a free. This is how old. It, you know, this is giving away my age, I guess. But like Mandela was still in prison. Wow. And she said that this medallion meant free Mandela. So I was like, oh, OK, my white ass can put on this highly like authentic African medallion. If it says free Mandela, clearly. Right. No, no. That, that, it didn't work out well. You still play it. <laughs> and, no, no, I don't. But when I went to spring training in baseball, I got Tim Raines, um, who played for the Mets at the time, to sign it. And when he's, because I just didn't have a paper, so I got him to sign my free Mandela medallion. And he, he, he went like this, and then he looked up at me, and I could see the thought in his head. He's like, pasty white kid. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, wrote the signature on it. Yeah, it was a weird, uh, yeah. And then, I get, and then someone gave me the talk. Um, black friend of mine was just like James. Um, wait, say the word uh, flower, and I was like flower. He was like, okay, say um, ripper, and I was like ripper. He's like, okay. So next time you record tracks at my house, don't say ripper. 
It was, those are the lessons that I'm not even kidding. Cause those are the lessons that I felt like, Oh, this is important shit because right. I don't really talk like this. Right? right. This is not how I speak. Uh, you know, and sometimes I'd rip off DOS effects, you know, just like not rip off a whole song, but just a diddly bit, you know, and I do something. Yeah. I, I it was awful. I, I, try, I was trying to pay homage, but it would look like I was biting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me your hip hop mm. horror stories, fellas, because mm. it's got to be something. Horror stories. Yeah, uh, it's a tough game, dude. Like it is I'll the most criticism in that. I tell you this: most crowds, when you go out there, just like you were talking earlier, you go out there, you get to see them blank faces or something else. But I tell you that, mm. I don't oh. care how good you are, especially in Harford, the support is horrible there. Everybody know what Dude, I'm talking about. <laughs> Toronto is known as uh, the Screwface Capital. Yeah. That is the nickname of Toronto in the hip hop world. Is Screwface Capital because this is this is what every rapper sees when you start a show at a small to mid level club. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I'm waiting for you to bring it, and if you're not going to bring it, I'm just going to look at you like this. And it's awful because if you're on stage, which I had been. Um, I think I've done like 40 live shows in my life and it was all in my 20s. Mm. And I remember just being like, I don't feel like rapping in a room with a bunch of people looking at me like like they want me to leave the stage, you know? It was it was all and, and it was and it was competitive in a bad way. Because in Toronto it was like all these crews. So there'd be mad spitters on different crews, but no one would ever give props to anybody on the other crews. So it was like, ah, it was like Thank baby that. shit. Was it like that at like in the all over East Coast? Because I just know what Toronto is like. Definitely like that for for us, for sure. Yeah, you know, just just within just just in our area, you know, you gonna you ain't gonna get that. Not you're not gonna no. get some people to say, oh, he got right over there, he got right over there. Nah, everybody is in competition all the time. It was it's very territorial. Like I I didn't have to have anyone tell me that when I was 12, 13, 14, when I was like listening to all these different music. It was all like. And then someone said to me, you don't represent, you just rent. So I don't know why everyone bigs up their hometown. <laughs> like we're just paying landlords really at the end of the day, right? Um, what's the best concert you've ever been to, Neil? Probably Dilated Peoples was, was amazing because it, it had the scratching live. They were amazing. Um, and Master Ace and Ed OG, that was, that was special as well. Master Ace is well. so good. Wicked. Yeah, so it was good. unbelievable. Really, the whole crowd, just the whole, just the whole time, just yeah, wicked. Definitely yeah. the best one I've been to. Dilated a close but, second. Uh, Run DMC concert. What? Best I can say. Run DMC. What year? What year? Nineteen eighty six, eighty seven, eighty. Was it tougher than leather? Uh, a tougher than leather show? No, before that. Before that. Oh this wow. Is with, this is with Houdini. Um, I'm sorry about that. Who opened that show? <laughs> I'm trying to think who opened that show. Uh, Hello, Cool J. Oh, yeah. I seen him twice. Cool? I LL Cool J is one of the reasons why I had the identity crisis. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would lip sync I'm bad to the reflection of me in the mirror in my bedroom. And no one told me I wasn't 6'2", African-American, nah. you know, from New York. No one told me that. No, I had to be told this. Right? Nah, it was okay. just like... My my buddy comes up to me once and he's like, um, he has a page of my rhyme book. Like he has it open to this page and he's like, So it says here that you have a quote motherfucker cornered with your 12 gauge. Can I see your 12 gauge, James? And I'm like, I don't have a 12 gauge. So like stop rhyming about it then. I was like, so I got that those lessons early. Um sorry, uh book, best concert. 
Yeah, Run DMC. Oh wait, you said Run DMC. Okay. Yeah. Um, do I have a best concert? Yeah, it, it, Cypress Hill, House of Pain, and Funk Dubious. I'd rather yours. <laughs> yeah, me too. See, I, well, see, I, I, run, I see Run DMC twice. <laughs> to keep it a buck. Actually, the best concert I saw was by Prince and them. You know, Prince, uh, the Time, and, and non hip hop. But you know, that's probably the best concert I ever seen. You know what I like about Prince? Mm. He challenges the generalization, the idea that hip hop is homophobic, because a lot mm. of rappers like Prince. Right. Yeah. A little bit gay. He was a little bit gay, wasn't he? Uh, I listen to the music, man. I don't watch the video. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about this, man. I don't know. You know, everyone's got a right to their own private life. You know? Prince is Prince. Yeah. yeah. Character one off. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, listen, um, I would like to do a show a little bit more organized and we could have like maybe people like Mage and um, and Lurt, who I forget is named Joey sometimes. Right. I'm like Joey. searching f Facebook for Lurt. Right. Yeah. Anyone named Lurt. He's 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 a good example of someone who is like his evolution. Did you did you uh, listen to the last thing he yeah. posted in Rhyme yeah. I'm I'm impressed. Right. I remember when he was yeah. like, what, seven years old? I don't know how old he was when he started Rap Space, but I was just like, can someone get this guy a parent or guardian? Because I don't think he, you know. And, and I'm not, I don't even remember the, the, his rapping back then. I, I know it, it, it wasn't the greatest, but he was hungry. He he's is hungry. dope now. Like, he, he's yeah. fucking, yeah. He, he is evolved. He, better and better. Yeah. Totally. And he seems like a, just a well-put-together dude. Like, he seems nice, mm. and he's an athlete. Mm. I mean, he could be a horrible person for all I know, but I don't think he is. You know? I don't, I don't think he is. But I'd I'm like to get a reunion show. Yeah, yeah, he's got Ozzy on here, too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Um, yeah. Have you guys met yeah, anyone? So, so, Neil, you've met Big C. You met one time, too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Big C was next one door, time. and one time they met up, and then they came around, and yeah, three or four times I met up with one time. Yeah, really cool dude. Zeus, I've met, I think, twice. Um, I was going past his area oh, about 10 years ago, and I just called him, yeah, do you want to meet up yet? Yeah. Went to the pub, had a few beers. That was really cool. Um, so, yeah, Zeus, one time, a big C, yeah, those three. Maybe yeah, I'll meet up with uh, um, Lou J one day, you never know. Yeah, maybe. You know, and the guy grew up to be better looking than me, so I guess he's got that going for him. You know? <laughs> I'm too far away um, from anybody. Yeah. Um, the only person I ever met on Rap Space other than the owners were um, uh, was Gregory the First. Dude, that one track that he has about um, raising a kid that isn't his. Fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good. Like, yeah. Just dope shit. Um, no, he's Have a good guy. We done one with the, the bittersweet symphony sort of loop, wasn't it? From the the Verve, was that the one? Um, I don't know. That was on Rap Space. Loving more than you ever know. Doom, doom, boom, 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 ba, dun, dun. Anyways, yeah, that's what it was. I'll send it to you. What? That yeah, that please, please, on, please do. <laughs> yeah, please stop singing. Whatever you do, do <laughs> sign language it next time. For God's sakes. <laughs> Um, okay, Let, let's cut it there because I don't want it to go into awkward land where we're all going to be quiet. But I, I thought I thought it was fun to the, to say hi to you guys, and um, maybe for next month we can see if we can get like six or seven of us, and then we can all sit there and with uncomfortable silences and, and see see how that goes. <laughs> You're gonna get it popping, man. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. All right, be down for um, that. Yeah, dude, I, I think it'll be fun. I, the, the interesting, so I'm learning as I go with this podcast stuff. Um, what I'm learning most of all is that 
Um, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm, my learning curve. Look, guys, I stopped drinking two years ago. And oh, wow. um, I got to tell you. I should have stopped drinking 20 years ago because mm. like, I can't even explain like, you know, the difference between um, everything be before and after. And I'm not an Alcoholics Anonymous guy. I certainly didn't discover Jesus because he doesn't exist, <laughs> um, you know, but but I, but I'm more productive and, and all that kind of stuff. I was just like, I don't know. I, I, a lot of waste of time is, uh, is I guess what I'm saying. Um, and I'm glad that uh, I don't feel like I'm wasting time anymore. And I definitely didn't feel like I was wasting time today talking to you fellas. So um, nah. let's 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 regroup and see if we can find a way to um, um, to to get like a good six, seven, eight guys and uh, and maybe even do a cipher or something, guys. Mm. I don't know. Let's like let's figure something out. Let's I'm always here, man. Get to our <laughs> toolbox. Um, awesome. Okay, guys. Uh, Neil Breed and it says Al Ball, but we just call him Bug or Boogie. Um, thanks guys. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll chat soon and we'll see, we'll see what we can get set up. Cool. Good to see you guys coming. All right. Good to see you guys. All right. Good to see you, man. All right. All right. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the idea of doing a show like that, where it was, you know, cause normally I interview people that are either well-known in Canada or well-known in the world and, um, or, or people that work with me at the network. I wasn't sure how this was going to fly. I still don't know, really, to be honest with you. I hope people found it interesting because um, I, I, you know, this was, oh, this is what I want to get into with them a little bit. But um, there is a, this was the first time with these group of guys where I made friends with people in the digital realm um, and maintained that friendship, even though the digital space that brought us together went away. And um and yeah, it was a, it was one of the first social media sites, really, when when it comes down to it. And uh, but most importantly, the uh, the unifying force that is hip hop music and culture is is um, the closest thing to a religion that I have. And if you're not into hip hop at all, that might sound really bizarre or over the top or or something like that. Um, but again, like Uncle Ernie says, uh, there is no better unifying force uh, in in the world today than than hip hop music. So uh, on that note, um, I am going to sign off. Tomorrow, I have esteemed radio DJ veteran Jeff Woods. He's also, I have to double check with this, but I think he's still doing the, uh, he does his readings, like he reads erotica stories. And, uh, you know, as a straight man, uh, it's pretty hot still. <laughs> Jeff Woods. Um, on Tuesday, I have uh, Rob Rogers, and then on Thursday, I have Nathaniel Erskine Smith. Uh, he'll be making his first appearance on Blackball. We usually have him over on the Dean Blundell Network or Dean Blundell podcast. But Dean Blundell has uh, gone on a strict diet uh, where he is not allowed to talk to politicians. And so that's where he's going with that. So we'll see you tomorrow at one o'clock. And thanks for joining us. All right. Bye.
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.